welcome to the New Orleans Saints podcast brought to you by SeatGeek. I am John DeShazer and my usual co-host, uh, Caroline Gonzalez, is playing hooky today. It's the day after Christmas uh, or a little bit after the Christmas season. So, you know, she's nowhere to be found. She's somewhere out doing what millennials do. But I'm here with you uh, and we've got a great, great podcast for you today. We are speaking to Rondé Barber and most people who have followed any NFL football and certainly the NFC South and obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers know a lot about Rondé Barber, uh, an NFL Hall of Fame caliber cornerback uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also played safety for the Buccaneers, had some fantastic, fantastic seasons for the Buccaneers. One of only two players in NFL history with 40 plus interceptions and 20 plus sacks. The other guy is Charles Woodson. Charles Woodson's in the Hall of Fame. Rondé Barber is not yet, but I got a feeling he will be uh, at one point. So Rondé Barber, who is doing the uh, color analyst for Sunday's game for Fox, he's going to be with us here on this edition of the New Orleans Saints podcast. And a uh, fantastic, fantastic guy to have. Uh, we know about him as a player. He's been an outstanding broadcaster uh, and off, outstanding in his field for several seasons. Uh, so we're really looking forward to being uh, with Rondé Barber. And also, uh, we're just going to hang out with him for a little while, talk a little football, obviously, talk some Saints, and get into it. Uh, by the way, the New Orleans Pelicans, and I got to mention this, even on the New Orleans Saints podcast, but I got to give the Pels some shout-out, man. Three-in-one road trip out west. Fantastic, fabulous, outstanding job for a team that was really struggling when it hit the road. Uh, sometimes you go on the road, man, and, and you learn to bond together and you play well and you know your back's against the wall and it's us against the world and all those cliches are cliches for a reason uh, because they've come to fruition at some point in time for someone and maybe the pelicans got into one of those grooves man won a really good game against denver on christmas night and it's just fantastic to see those guys uh, getting some of the rewards uh, for the hard work that they put in so bravo 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 hopefully they are able to keep it up when they come home um but now you get a sense that maybe that team's getting a taste of learning how to win games. Uh, and that's really important in any sport, but especially in the NBA for a young team uh, to be able to pull out some of those close games that they hadn't been able to win earlier in the season. So it's just good to see, man. It's always good to see uh, the home team doing well. So hopefully they can continue that and ride it on through. Uh, but we're going to be back pretty soon uh, with Rondé Barber. But first, we're going to give you this. Uh, SeatGeek, trying to find tickets to football games or any other live event can be complicated. There's hundreds of sites and shady pricing. With SeatGeek, you can do everything in one place. Search for and discover the best deals on seats, buy from any device, and sell and transfer tickets in just a couple taps. With their deal score technology, they rank the most valuable seats based on price, location, historical data, and more. Plus, Every purchase is fully guaranteed, so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence. Best of all, our listeners will get $20 off their first purchase when they use the SeatGeek app. Use the code GOSAINTS, all caps, G-O-S-A-I-N-T-S, at checkout. SeatGeek, let's go. And right now, let's go to Rondé Barber. Rondé, look, let me be honest with you. You know we hate you around New Orleans, right? <laughs> <laughs> no reason to hate me. Well, 
<laughs> we, we were only we were only really rivals for a couple of years. Y'all y'all had the better of me for a lot of a lot of my time. So well, you had some fantastic seasons in Tampa Bay, and and I, I'm going to run over some of these numbers because I don't know if people really understand uh, the player that you were for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So NFL record. 209 starts at cornerback, NFL record 224 starts as a defensive back. Now that's including playoffs. A yep. Super Bowl champ, five-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, NFL 2000s All-Decade team, one of two members in NFL history of the 40-20 club. That's 40 interceptions, 20 sacks, you and Charles Woodson. A total of 47 picks, 28 sacks, 14 total touchdowns, eight pick returns. So let me ask you this, Rondé. I know you've heard this a lot, but I got to ask you, are you a Hall of Famer? And don't give me that, you know, I, it's not up to me, you know, it's up to yeah. the voters, blah, blah, blah. Are you a Hall of Famer? I mean, look, I'd like to think that uh, when players finish their career, their numbers speak for themselves. How's that for you? That, that, are your numbers <laughs> screaming for you? <laughs> well, there's a, there's a guy that you mentioned it, 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 I'm glad you brought this up because there's a guy that you mentioned in uh, correlation with, with my numbers, who was Charles Woodson. And you, I think you can ask anybody if he's a Hall of Famer. Not, they'll not only say he's a Hall of Famer, say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. And uh, I would say uh, his numbers speak for him very similarly to the way my numbers speak for me. So. Well, I, I, I think your numbers scream for you. <laughs> As a guy who's employed by the Saints, I say your numbers scream for you and that you <laughs> belong you, with that gold jacket. How does one last 16 seasons as an NFL defensive back? Because that's not – uh, you know that that that's a position that obviously every position gets more difficult as you age, yeah. but that's a really difficult position. Yeah, and it's one that turns over a lot in the NFL too. Just uh, you know, because when you get older, your your skill set uh, tends to diminish a little bit. So I, I'll say this: I, I was extremely lucky, fortunate to be in a good situation. Um, you know, a place that really wanted me. Um, but I think mostly I was able to avoid injury, and, and the injuries that I did have. It were ones that I could play through or chose to play through um, is a better way to say it. Um, and then, to be, honest, to be really honest, you know, my contract was favorable for my entire career. I mean, I didn't, I didn't ever hit huge free agency numbers until I was a little bit older, uh, you know, probably early 30s. Uh, and by that time, I had enough. Uh, uh, what's the best way to say it? Um, I had a, I had enough invested in the emotional bank account where they didn't want to let me go. Yeah. So um, it was uh, it was it was uh, you know confluence of a lot of different things, uh, but you know my, my play stayed you know pretty consistent throughout all sixteen of the years I played there too. So um, it was, again just very fortunate and blessed. Man. Yeah. Now now Rhonda, you'll be ca calling the game on Sunday yourself, uh, color analyst Kenny Albert, play by play, and Lindsey Zarniak yep. on the sideline. Uh, you've seen a lot of NFC South action, obviously over your mm -hmm. career, and now as a broadcaster, and the Saints uh, are trying to, to take over the number one or number two seed. Uh, what have you mm -hmm. noticed about the Saints this season? Because, you know, they back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back NFC South champions, uh, a difficult yep. – and this has been a really, really volatile division in the NFL. This hadn't been like the, 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 the uh, AFC East where – you know, where New England has ruled it, you know, with an iron <laughs> fist forever. <laughs> this has been a volatile this has been a volatile division where there's been a lot of turnover. Why have the Saints been able to consistently win the last three years? I think uh it starts with the with the head coach and your quarterback. Um, you know, the consistent 
everybody else around them better. I know that, you know, the, the influx of talent, you know, the Michael Thomas is a couple of years ago, um, uh, Tamara, you know, those type of impact players make a huge difference. Uh, but to me, it's, you know, it's 13 years working together, head coach and, and, uh, and quarterback. And then you add in, you know, Dennis Allen, who I think is really good and creative with a lot of the things that, he, that he's done on defense. And there, there's, there's really no reason they shouldn't be competitive. Now, have, have the other teams in the NFC South, and you've got to win your division, have the other teams in the NFC South, you know, rose to the occasion? No, Tampa definitely hasn't. Yeah, Carolina's been kind of a roller coaster, and Atlanta, since their Super Bowl, has kind of been kind of down. So um, I'm not saying it's easy, um, but I, I just think they're better constructed and you know have more consistency at key key spots. And you, know, you got a Hall of Fame quarterback, got a Hall of Fame head coach. It's uh, it's it's it really uh, it's really been beneficial for them, and I think they can beat anybody in the NFC. I mean, I said it last week on the broadcast. I did. I I don't see a team in the NFC. Uh, that they're not capable of going toe to toe with and beating. You know, have did you see the shift in the Saints? Because you know, once this was basically an offensive laden team, where if they didn't score, you know, maybe thirty or so, they probably yeah. weren't going to be able to win that game. And now they can win, I guess, almost any kind of game, uh, whether it's a low scoring game or you know they they didn't win the high scoring game against San Francisco, but they were right there at the end. But it seems like this team has managed to change with the times and be able to do whatever's necessary to win the game. Yeah, it, it, to me that starts on defense. And obviously, I'm a defensive guy. I have a defensive mind. When I look at film, I, I study it kind of from a defensive perspective. And they're variable. You know, they, they can do a lot of different things. Um, uh, and Dennis has done a great job, you know, generating pressure with uh, with blitzes and, you know, ha- having Cam Jordan helps, of course. But, you know, I look at, um, you know, look at the, just the, 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 the in- impact type of plays that are made on defense. And it's not just one or two players doing it it's four or five six different guys and you know uh marcus La- marshawn Lattimore shutting guys down marcus williams having impactful games demario davis to me is like one of the best linebackers in the nfl that nobody talks about and uh you put all those pieces together and there's there's no doubt why they can win any type of game now when they need to score points they can score points i mean that game last week is case in point uh you know down 14 you know, kind of uncharacteristically, you know, you know, shooting themselves in the foot, so to speak. And then right before the half, it's bang, touchdown. Right after the half, bang, touchdown. All of a sudden, they're in the lead in this football game. You're like, you know, that, that comes at you pretty quick from yeah. a, <laughs> the other team. So they always have that ability. And uh, as long as I've been playing against or coaching Sean uh, or, or covering the Sean Payton team, it's been that way. You know, we're not trying to get the guy out of the building. So, but but you mentioned Dennis Allen, and, and I'm surprised that he didn't get any any looks last year as a head coach. But, yeah. You know, what are your what are your thoughts about him and what you've seen of what he's been able to do with this defense? And maybe is is he kind of victimized by? I don't know if it's a an offensive youth movement, but it seems to be. You know, and I don't want to knock any yeah. of these new coaches, but I mean, it seems like a guy yeah. who who Dennis Allen who had a crack at it. You know, didn't work out in Oakland, but it seems like he's learned from that experience, and and certainly seems to be applying it right now. Yeah, you're not taking a knock at any uh, at any young offensive-minded guys, because without a doubt, that the people in charge are biased towards it. They should be. This is the nature of business, and um, you know, most teams that are struggling. 
someone that are looking for head coach, uh, looking for new head coaches, generally have a, a younger quarterback that needs some development. So you want that influence more importantly sometimes than the defensive guy. But, you know, for, for me, because I've known Dennis now for a long time, um, it, it, it's not only that he has a, a sharp uh, uh, defensive mind. I didn't cover him really in Oakland. I don't think I did any of his games when he was in Oakland, but I played against him. And obviously now, having seen him over the last however many years he's been in New Orleans, just the, 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 the maturity of him as a coach, um, you know, the, the way he talks to us is different than he was, you know, maybe five years ago, six years ago. Um, so, so, so to me, yeah, is he ready? I'm sure, of course he's ready. I mean, he could step into a head coaching gig at any, at any moment. Um, I think he has that kind of command, and it's, it's evident in the way that his guys play for him uh, on Sunday. I, I always joke with guys like um, uh, my guys when I'm getting ready for a game, I'm like, Do I, I don't see any of his guys making business decisions, meaning they always play hard. They always, they, they, there's no play off. Yeah. Um, you know, they're not going to turn down hits. They're not going to, you know, make bad decisions. Because um, that, that, to me, is evident of a well-coached football team, and that starts starts the coordinator. Rhonda, you had an opportunity for several seasons to match wits against Drew Drew Brees. Uh, what yeah. is it about this guy? Um, he he obviously time you know takes a toll on everyone, but the aging yeah. process seems to be a lot slower with him. <laughs> That's a good way. To put it. <laughs> um, I think it's the maniacal nature of his preparation. You know, I I hear about it. Obviously, I've never been around it because I haven't. Uh, um, I've never been in the building with him. Um, but just hearing people talk about how particular he is about the way his routine is and how he sets himself up for the week and uh, you know, how his routine stays on top of itself, uh, you know, at this point, 40-whatever years old, 41 years old, uh, and it hasn't changed, and he's gotten better, really. He just continues to stack numbers on himself. I think it just speaks to you know, his, 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 the work that he puts in. Obviously, he's an intelligent guy. Uh, there's at this point in 13 years in one system, there's no look that a defense can give you that he hasn't seen and doesn't know how to adjust to. Now, his probably his biggest challenge is getting the other guys on the team to adjust with him. Uh, but I think he has such command of that room um, that it, that it's not a problem for him. So uh, there's there's a lot of things. He's obviously incredibly talented, um, uh, and, he, and, he, and he works to perfect his craft. Uh, I, I tell a lot of young guys, like, go find the, the vet on the team that's been around for a long time and watch how he goes to work to perfect his craft. And I think that Drew probably does that better than anybody I've, I've, I've had to cover. Okay, now I'm going to put you in this scenario. One-on-one, -on -one, lined up across from Michael Thomas, what would you do? <laughs> I, I lose. <laughs> <laughs> he's, too, he's too big and fast for what I, for what I have to deal with. Um I'm 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 uh, I'm probably looking back at my safety and saying I'm going to try to jump into this guy's chest and maybe I'll hold him for a second. But yeah, come help me. I mean, the guy is uh, he's, he's amazing, man. I um, another another one, you know, that I'm sure took some influence from 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 Drew or whoever. I mean, I know he has football in his uh, in his extended family, um, but it just works. You can see the work pay off I mean, just from year one covering this dude to now. Um, um, just the, the refinement and the nuance that he's picked up in terms of route running and, and setting guys up to make sure that he's open in crucial situations. I mean, his, 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 his record-breaking catch last week, working on Logan Ryan, who I think is a good nickel corner in this league, I mean, he left him by five yards. I mean, it just doesn't happen in yeah. the NFL. And 
Um, crucial times, he is the most clutch player I've, I've seen in a long time. It's, it's, he's a treasure to watch. And he's fun. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get you out of here on this, Ron. I got to ask you this. What's the best part about covering, about broadcasting and, and calling yeah. football games? Now, I, you know, I hate to say this out loud, and I hope my bosses aren't listening to, to the podcast yeah. today, but sometimes it doesn't feel like work because it's kind of fun. <laughs> but yeah. what's, what's the best part for you? Uh, you know what? It, it, it is work. Trust me. I put in, I put in the hours getting the thing, getting my reports ready and making sure I know every single team. The best part, though, is, is, getting to meet with the guys and players, the coaches, you know, you do the, you know, you play for as long as I played and been around the football, NFL football for 22 years now for me. And I have people or friends or colleagues or, you know, players that I once played with that are now coaches or guys that I played against that are still playing that I get to see every single week. And um, it keeps me connected to the game. Uh, and it, it, I, I, I can't tell you how, how immensely I enjoy uh, just being around football. I'm a junkie. I, I, I've always loved football. So uh, to me, that's the best part. You know, disseminating the information and you know, make bringing the game to life for the viewer. I mean, that's kind of the secondary aspect of you know being an insider now. Um, um, but I, I, I do enjoy everything about it, and I got a good crew, so it helps. And, you know, when you get to cover good teams like this one, um, it makes it all the all the more enjoyable. Okay, okay. you know what? I lied. I got one more. These young guys. Mm-hmm. How many of the young DBs walk up to you and say, "Hey, I, I remember you," and I remember so and so and so. And how many of them just kind of walk up and pay their proper yeah. respects? Yeah, a lot, man. To be honest with you, I, I I end up exchanging you know numbers with a lot of them. Just hey, man, I'd love to pick your brain. You know, you know, especially the guys that end up playing inside because they all know that how I played the nickel position inside for Tampa for all those years. Uh, but they'll always call me and, and hey, man. Talk to me about this. Like, when you get in this situation, I'm sitting there trying to remember 10 years back now, man, how did I play that? When I, you know, but, uh, it's more of a philosophy thing and how do you take care of yourself and, you know, how do you stay, you know, grounded and all these other, you know, like kind of NFL, you know, sagely advices that, that, I, that I can share with them. And it's nice to have the connection still with, with, with the guys, guys that are 15 years younger than me. Uh, in, in the NFL, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's uh, there's a brotherhood uh, involved in football, uh, and no matter how old you get or how young you are, uh, we're all doing the same thing. It's pretty cool, pretty neat. You know, I didn't I didn't realize I was going to be this big a liar because I got another one. PJ Williams yeah. starts last week at nickel. He goes to corner, yeah. then he goes to safety mm-hmm. to finish out the game. Were there any games where you had a similar experience to Ooh. that? Good question. No, uh, there was a, there was a game. Well, yeah, my last year playing. Uh, uh, my last year, I moved to safety. Uh, Greg Shano came to Tampa and he, and he moved me to safety, so I was playing free safety. And uh, there was a game. Um, I'm trying to remember which game it was. We had an injury, and I had to play corner for a couple of snaps. And uh, but going the other way, like being the, going to a position that I hadn't played since like high school, like PJ had to do. No, yeah. I, I'd never had to do that. That's that's a, that's an amazing uh, uh, versatility, adaptability, if you will, for, for for him to be able to do that. Um, and really didn't miss a beat. I mean, we, it took us a couple of series to even notice that uh, you know uh, Marcus wasn't in there. Um, so uh, it, that that's the credit to him. Um, and obviously playing nickel, it gives you some sort of um, uh, for me at least, it gave me a lot of understanding what the entire defense was doing. 
Um, but it's, it's a credit. That's tough. Okay. All right. All right, Rondé. Well, that's going to complete us for today. We appreciate you joining us here on the New Orleans Saints yep. podcast, and we look forward to seeing you Sunday in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Absolutely, man. Good talk to you. Good luck. All right. Thank you. Well, again, thanks for joining me here on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm John DeShazer. Had a great time with Rondé Barber, man, and hopefully you guys will continue to check us out, continue to support us. We're having a great time this season as we get ready for the Saints to march into the playoffs and hopefully all the way to Miami in the Super Bowl in February. But until then, continue to join us. Myself and Caroline Gonzalez will have a slew of other great guests like Rondé Barber and some of the other guests outstanding that we've had this season. We look forward to bringing it to you, and hopefully you look forward to us bringing it to you. Have a great day and a fantastic holiday season.